Hey everybody, this is Eddie Dacius. We're here on our another episode. We have a wonderful guest. Um, her name is Christine McDonald, and she will definitely take the time to tell us about herself, her background. Um, before we get further with this episode, we're excited to have Christine with us, and let's um, give a shout out to our past sponsors. Let's go with Divine Purpose Podcast. Do you want to maximize the value of your commercial property and achieve optimal productivity and efficiency in your day-to-day business operations? That's where Dacius Facilities Management can help. DFM offers Boston area businesses help in key areas like building and preventive maintenance, handyman services, project and vendor management, and even security consulting at competitive rates. Call Dacius Facilities Management now at 617-237-0106 or visit DaciusFM.com today. Did you know that HitCore Fitness is now an SBA-approved franchisor? Now it's your opportunity to be part of a thriving business with multiple revenue streams. HIT and core strength group fitness classes, personal training and small group training, weight loss program and corporate wellness program, and much more. Crush your competition with higher than average member retention and get your return on investment in under three years. We'll see you at the gym. Hey, we're back uh, with uh, Christine uh, McDonald. Christine, she's the principal, and she's going to tell us more about herself. Like I said, this is Divine Purpose Podcast. We're excited to have Christine, and we're going to go with Divine Purpose Podcast right now. Welcome to the Divine Purpose Podcast, where we transport you along one of the more dynamic journeys of life. Have you ever been curious to know what it takes to become a successful leader? Or about knowing the secrets of life through the Bible? How about engaging in conversation where no topics are off limits? We will take you to new levels with guests who can help you grasp the importance of your calling. Now, here's your host, Eddie Dacius, founder of Dacius Facilities Management. Like, like promise, we we have Christine uh, McDonald today with us. She's the principal and lead business intermediary of the Magnolia firm, a boutique MA brokerage firm helping businesses and owners achieve the perfect exit. She's passionate about all things business, especially helping entrepreneurs step into the next phase of life with their dream business sale. Christine, how are you today? I'm good, Eddie. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank you for being here with us. So I don't know if you're familiar with uh, us. We have a famous question. We always ask our guests, what can you tell us about you today? Okay. Where, how far do I go back? <laughs> <laughs> Take so your time. I, Take your time. Yeah. I'm a, I'm an entrepreneur my entire life. You know, I was the girl selling candy bars out of my backpack in school and getting in trouble for it. You know, snow cone stand with my sister, <laughs> did, um, circus we charged for in our garage and my neighborhood friends, like any way to create kind of a small business. I was just all about it. My dad was a small business owner. Okay. Um, an HVAC company. So I think watching him, you know, 
not, he did corporate too first and then he spun off his own business. But watching him not have a boss, I think was like, well, I don't want a boss either. Um, I did corporate. I did property management and real estate. Mm. school. Yeah. So I had that background, uh, which was fun. So I did that for like five or six years and then started my first um, company when I was early 20s. And that was a cleaning, house cleaning company. Uh, And I know you'll appreciate that. uh, Yeah. Yeah. That was my first cleanology. Um, Let me ask you this question. When did you know business was your path? Oh, great question. Gosh, again, I just did it my whole life, you know, but I didn't, you know, when I was a kid, I said I wanted to be an actress. Um, when I was a teenager is when I wanted to go into real estate. I, I was very passionate about real estate. Okay. Um, so I wasn't ever like, oh, I want to become an entrepreneur. Like that wasn't not, you know, not until my early point, late, actually my like 18, 19. Um, I did start an HVAC company with a boyfriend of mine at the time. It's a company I don't really talk about very often. Um, because it didn't last a long time because we were young okay. and you know, don't <laughs> started a couple companies. I've started a couple companies with boyfriends, so that becomes a joke now. Or it's like, you know, if you date Christine, at least you get a company out of it. Wow. I don't do anymore. I don't do that anymore. But uh yeah, so that was 18 years old. Then I knew it's funny, I couldn't even pronounce the word entrepreneur uh for the first couple of years that I was an entrepreneur. So that's kind of a little fun fact there about me. But yeah, so now I, I get to help. I've done startups my own built sold acquired uh companies for the last 19 years and now i am helping others exit which is really cool that's that's very impressive and i, I feel like our audience gonna resonate because we just had um um our guest last week his name is carlos Teron. he's starting his he started his own business and then he's gonna try to franchise and I know that's a great um, process. Let's let's go a little bit in your childhood memory, favorite childhood memory you can share with us today. Oh, I got one. That's a great question. Okay, so uh, and right off the top of my head, um, my father uh, was, and he raised me, you know, from yeah. eight years up. But uh, he taught me the day I turned sixteen. He took me out of school, uh, and I loved cars and I loved driving. You know, and yeah, wow. So, <laughs> the first, I was thirteen when I drove a car by myself the first time. So I, uh, yeah, it, it was really. Yeah. And then I took my dad's car a couple times when he didn't know, but, um, I just love driving. So the day I turned 16, he'd already, he always promised me, you know, he'd get me a used car, took me out of school and we went, uh, for those in California, you know, we went to In-N-Out and had some lunch. It's great like fast food place and it's only in California though. But, uh, then we, uh, we went to pick out a used car. It was a 94 Honda Civic. It was blue. It was on the lot. I ran up to it and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is my car. It's exactly what I want. And I looked in the window and it was stick shift and you yeah. know, really grew yeah. up with automatic. I know. I know. Yeah. So I was like, Ooh, and I'm like, Oh dad, it's stick shift. And he's like, well, you're going to learn and, uh, or you're not getting the car. And, and that was just, it was such a valuable lesson because he was in the backseat this poor sales guy had to <laughs> oh moment. man I know and so he was praying he was <laughs> maybe praying for his life he was stressed out I was yeah. stressed out my dad just kept saying over and over and I'll never forget this and it's all those years ago uh, he just is 96 so I'm dating myself but that's fine 1996 and he goes he's like look Chrissy if you don't figure this out he's yelling you know if you don't figure this out right now you're not getting the car 
And that was like this back up against the, you know, wall moment that like change. I know for a fact, as an adult, looking back, I was like, that was a game changer because in business and everybody listening knows everybody watching back up is up against the wall. You got to make split second decisions, you know, so many times, so many times. And I know that's why, you know, I thrive in that environment. Um, and great, great, great answers. We appreciate it. Let's. What are the three most challenges event in your life, and you will share with us today? And how did they challenge you? I know business. You can take business personal. You can share with whatever you you feel like sharing today. But what are the three most challenge? Reflecting and thinking about what are the three most challenging you can share with us today, and how did they challenge you? Oh, good question. So I will definitely start with business since that's like my whole life pretty much. But yeah. uh, we had a big lawsuit. I've talked about it on other podcasts. I had um, the largest wellness spa here in San Diego, two locations, 37 employees. And we did have a $1.2 million lawsuit. Mm. And that went on, you know, and it's kind of in business. And I went a long time without a lawsuit. So, and I always knew it's not if, it's when. It's okay. California, so. <laughs> yeah, that's my next question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So definitely, yeah, we could touch more base on that. And so, you know, you got to, I had to have a cheerful attitude, continue running the company, continue growing, which actually kept me distracted from that suit. And yeah, it went on a year and a half. Um, I wanted to, I was gearing up to exit the company anyways, but we Mm -hmm. had to finish and you disclose it on the sale. I'm kind of surprised the buyers, it didn't spook them off. They were fine with it. I had incredible business insurance. So the business insurance took care of the whole thing. Thank God. It was a 1.2 million, but then they, we all settled at 600 and farmer's insurance shout out. They cut the big check. Um, so it was all good, but it was like just having that, you know, not being able to tell your team and just keep yeah. a positive attitude, you know, so, so that that helped me through, right? Cause you just, it is what it is. I couldn't get stressed. Cause I'm like, it'll get distracting. You know, it is what it is. It's going to turn out how it's going to turn out no matter what. And and luckily I didn't get just right. And then it, it was fine. So some people will probably say, okay, that's, that's it for me. Let me throw in the towel. I got off this, uh, this situation. Business is no more for me. What kept you going? Oh, great. My team. It's always my team. It's 37, you know, women that they were getting, you know, that was their livelihood. They look like a family and it's like, you know, you can't, I just, there is, I will not fail. I will do whatever it takes. I don't, I like where there's a will, there's a way. Yeah. I think that's the purpose, you know, your podcast name, the purpose, like it's big enough to keep going, going, going to get punched in the face. You know, like what's Mike Tyson's, it's one of my favorite quotes too. Like it's all good until you get punched in the face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But uh, what do, what do people misunderstand about you most? If, is that you never had that issue where I know people think California people um, people are like very Californian or too out there, but I'm not here in it. But I'm talking about you personally doing business, and you realize that people misunderstood some aspect of your energy. I'm just trying to kind of guide you for the question. Can you take any any? Thing people might um, uh, misunderstand about you. Um, I mean, 
mean, the energy thing is great. Again, ties back to purpose. I have high energy. Everybody's like, oh, you know, how do you do it? How do you work so much? I love what I do. I yeah. don't even need to count the hours. I have energy. I'm in state of flow when I do what I do. I've even gone on vacations and challenged myself not to talk about business. Okay. Because it, it becomes, I don't know if it becomes your identity or not. Or, or, and if that's good or bad, like what, what difference does it make? Being an entrepreneur, my company does not become my identity ever. Um, being an entrepreneur probably is, right? It's, yeah. it's, I love it. And I think that that's okay. And then the, the mis, not misunderstanding, I think just right now in the day and age is this hustle culture issue. Yeah. And I, I don't know, do you follow like Elon Musk and Twitter? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, I can I, see. Yeah. I should have wore the shirt. It's hilarious. So, you know, at Twitter, he gets there, he finds this massive stack of shirts that say, stay woke stay hashtag woke. And he's mm. like, what the heck is this? Throw, you know, gets rid of him, makes another shirt that says stay, you know, at hashtag work. Like, you know, cause that's how you build massive companies and rockets and stuff is not by staying woke. <laughs> so yeah. You're right. You're right. Anti-hustle culture is very interesting to me. And COVID even spun it up even more. People don't want to, you know, they saw different aspects of life that was more important. That's fine. But I think for the hustlers out there, you know, they're kind of getting shamed a bit yep. like, uh, or the people are saying anti-hustle already hustled their butts off and <laughs> they're relaxing like, now. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, anti-hustle. I'm like, well, you hustled to get, now you could say that you don't have to hustle anymore. No, it makes sense. And uh, if you can share with that, with us today, what is one thing you wish you knew before you started this great career of you? Knowing the importance, I'm a bit jealous of my, I've got some super successful friends that sell, sold Cutco knives door to door when they were teenagers. They sold yeah. encyclopedias. Do you know how hard that is? How much rejection the door gets mm. shut on your door, face? I mean, and again, yeah. I'm okay with rejection, but to that level, like I wish... I wish I did that. I did. I was a telemarketer as a teenager for a little mm -hmm. bit and that helped. Right. Um, I think that I think listening, like I didn't grow up in a fan, you know, family listening to Tony Robbins or any motivation whatsoever. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't get into that until my early twenties. I kind of wish again, my friends are letting their kids and their teenagers listen to all listen, that. Yep. Stuff. Yep. The culture <laughs> is different now. Yeah. But it's going to change the game for them. So I was, I was, I tried to, phrase this question this way where is there a skill from your past you're very happy you you learn you develop and that's helping you now the skill is reading books like that's I didn't go to college that's my college degree okay. I just had a custom bookcase built out in my in my new place here yeah. and it's like I won't get rid of my books and it was seven massive bins it was a pain to move it's a pain to put them on the wall but they're like art to me and they're every book I can pull it and remember like how long ago I read it and the business strategy that changed my company because I learned that out of one book wow. um, it means a lot to me I won't get rid of them and then you know now i'm on audiobooks and i have like 120 on audio but what yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's great to hear that's great to hear and for people who really dig into books and i do too because sometimes what you cannot learn from experience you learn in, in books from others people from other people perspective um let's let me ask you what is the best compliment you ever gotten oh 
Gosh, I don't want to name drop, but I will really quick because it really truly is the best yeah. one I got five years ago. Um, Richard Branson's been my like number one like idol forever in entrepreneurship yeah. for like 20 years. I've read all his books. And because he's having fun, he's building all these companies, he's having a blast. Like he loves it. He's still doing it. And so he's I got to I was fortunate enough to meet him five years ago, cut like a check to his charity. And then I'd say I cut like a way bigger check next time I see him, which I'm still working on. And I will, but he blogged the whole story. And at the very end, he said, you know, Christine says she's going to cut this check and there's no doubt in my mind she'll be able to pull it off. And like, I was like, whoa, like he even believes in me. That's so bad. <laughs> and, you know, I'll, I'll pull it off. Um, but that was the biggest compliment I've ever received. That's like my idol telling me, okay, I believe in her. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. So let's, let's hear this now. Which of your accomplishments You are the proudest. Oh, oh, Eddie, you're coming with the good questions. These are like, nobody's ever heard these answers. Uh, gosh, and I remember it too. I, how old was I then? With my cleaning company, I was young. So this is probably mid-20s. And, um, started from scratch. I was cleaning houses for a year and a half straight. Yeah. Myself, and I had a little couple couple women with me. And, I, you know, it was, okay. it was a lot of work. And again, for people listening, you know, and again, I wasn't listening to Tony manifesting or any of that vision. Visualization. I didn't know any of that yet. Um, I even remember seeing a vision board in someone's condo, and I'm like, "What is this? this Pictures on it? This guy is weird." I'm not kidding. I thought that. Now I have a vision board, you know, every year. Um, so I'm cleaning toilets, and I'm visualizing the future. Right? I'm yeah. not like, "Oh, this sucks." I'm like, "Oh, I can't wait until I have a big team." You know, that one grew to almost 40 employees. I can't wait. I'm going to have a big team. Mm. So a year and a half of that. I I submit for the small business administration. They had like a, awards every year here in San Diego. So okay. small business administration, you know, business person of the year, female, you know, youngest, or there was like all these categories. I applied for the ones I qualified for female. And in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe I'll get the female business owner of the year. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, the business person of the year is like, a, how would I ever get that? And I got the letter in the mail, I'll never forget it. And I just ducked from this, you know, small business admin, you're the business person of the year. This is like, gosh, when was it? I think 2005. So this is a while ago, 17 years ago. And I still remember like taking the stage at the event and had this, this whole speech memorized and like, whoa, that blew my mind that I started a company for $300. And then just within a few years, like, what? what? Yeah, the cleaning company. Oh, wow. Oh, no, no. Really? Yeah, yeah. Really? Wow, really, Christine? Jeez. Yeah, please, growing. I mm. love that's the secret confidence. You nailed it. That's the number one. Yeah. And then always stretching, growing, learning, uh, like always doing that. That's what, you know, and you're, you're always in a state of learning and growing. And if you don't know somebody, something, admit it and, and study it. Study it, yeah. You know I mean? That's not imposter syndrome at all. So I would advise that. And um, I, I mean, I started a technology company. You want to talk about hard. I was like, okay, what? You know, at all these companies I exited, I'm like, okay, what? What's the biggest challenge I could do? Okay, let me do an international software company, SAS. Wow. Oh my God, you don't get bigger than that. That was going to be like my final rodeo. I'm like, okay, let me go as big as I can. You know, my dreams to be in tech. It was super trendy then. This is 2018. And that's like the heydays of the crazy valuations and whatnot. Um, and it was the hardest three years of my life. I'm not going to lie. And I knew nothing about tech, but I never felt like I was faking it. I was just like, hey, I'm learning it and we're, we're growing and we're moving and I'm 
studying and I learned how to raise capital. I had no idea how to do any of that. You know, you know, people say uh, fake it until you make it. So some people believe in that. Some people keep going. So you mentioned you had a visualization board, right? You do it every year. What got you to that process and how effective is it? So to, oh. to, what got you to that process and how effective is it? I love, you know, again, people are taking the time out of their busy days to listen or watch this. So I always want to give as many tips, tricks, especially when it comes to manifesting, because that's my thing. Um, number one, everybody listening, put that number one goal you want to achieve, no matter how big it is, on your wallpaper, your phone. You know how many times you guys open that phone, you know, mm. it, or just the lock screen. Mine's on the lock screen, but um, you just, you're going to see, and your subconscious is going to work on that thing, right? Yeah. I mean, so many times. You know, I could tell, you know, my dream car that was like out of the, I was like, I'll never be able to afford this dream car and then sold my spa and got that car. And it was on for 15 months on my phone and it was the exact same color. Like it was crazy. I was like, oh my God, I got it. Then I put a famous person that I, I think, you know, he's very attractive, put a famous person on there, you know, I'm like, oh God, I remember me him. And then somebody saw it on my phone and they're like, oh, I know him. They're like, oh, Oh, we can intro you. I'm like, no, 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 this is getting too weird. Cause that happened like three times in a row, different things. So I, once I get the thing, I switch it out to something else, but I, I do what's called shower goals, which I made up and all my yeah. friends now I make a vision. I made a vision board 10 years ago and I had it laminated. I, I did all the pictures and you guys, nowadays you can find pictures online. You can print yes. it, right? These are magazine cutouts. Yeah. And so I laminated it because I'm like, where am I going to see this thing every single day? You're in the shower you're you're doing something very mindless right you're on yeah. autopilot so then your brain can proactively work on like how am i going to track those things get those things into my life mm. and, and i took it to my mouth i'm in a mastermind i've been in for 10 years i brought i found it because i just moved and i found it and there was literally like five things like different cars different that i actually got I was wow. like, the same color everything i was like whoa this is so crazy the travel, the dinner parties. I had all those images on there. Um, and so, yeah, that's what it's, that's what I do, um, each year. And I just level it up and, and it doesn't have to be things I've got a mixture. I've got things that I want to achieve that year, okay. travel, et cetera. And then I've got like long-term things that are gonna, I mean, I hate to say they're going to take a couple more years, right? Yes. Um, but you never know. Um, how do you stay motivated? How do you stay focused? I know that motivation or visualization board can help you, but what else do you do to keep you going, to keep you to the course of your destination? The team again, they do. Wow. I always got A players. It's fun. We're just like hustling together. So A players um, always love being surrounded with other, other A players. It's fun. It's like a sport. You know, everybody's mm. If you have a B or a C, it's very difficult. We try to pull them up to an A player. And if we can't, you know, we, we try our best, right? A C player is just going to leave. They're not even going to, they're going to, there's too much of a gap for them. Um, yeah. So it's like we, you know, my team, I I start earlier, but because I like to like six six a.m. Usually, my team kicks on at eight, um, and they're all remote. And like everybody's kicking butt, and I, you know, I like just like you know being with them, working with them remotely, and moving the needle. 
that's what motivates me. Definitely the team, um, because that's a responsibility also, right? Uh, growing the company, hyper growth motivates me. <laughs> keeps yep. me active. Yeah. And I just brought on a business partner who's more of the integrator because I'm definitely the visionary and I'm like a million miles an hour. But you and Lauren, my right hand is like integrator. So now I got two integrators. To I, like, can, yep. like, I can help you. We're going, can you integrate it? Can we keep moving? There needs to be processes, systems that I'm usually like, oh, it's in my head. Like, that's not going to work. You don't build big companies that way. So in the beginning, it's that way. So why, why don't you think you can build a um, company like that? Is it, it's not going to be sustainable? No, it's not going to be sustainable. And you got to work yourself. And again, we're seeing it with clients. You got to work yourself out of a job, right? How fast can you get rid of the bookkeeping? The mar- you know, you just start working your way all the way out because if the business is wrapped around you, it's, it's like very, it's not impossible. It's very difficult to sell, right? Because you're, it's all in your head. There's no SOPs, um, standard operating procedure. Yeah. Who's they don't know what's in your head, right? So in the beginning, again, that's fine. That's the chaos of the startup that I actually like. That's why I keep doing startups. But uh, yeah, in the long term, you gotta you gotta you gotta work your way out. I work my way out within the probably three years, three to four years, pretty much pretty out, mostly out except marketing. I'll do that until the last day. I love marketing. Mm, why? Because <laughs> that I'm a marketing salesperson, so it's yeah. like you know the psychology behind marketing. You know what works, what doesn't. Tracking it, like I geek out on all that. Just like it's super creative, right? It's ad hoc. Yeah. You know, AI is helping out, and we're, we're playing around a lot with it. Um, you know, and so yeah, I just love marketing. I mean, that's what brings the business in. The more marketing you do, the more business, the more revenue, the more your empl- employees. You can employ more people. It's just like I don't. I love it. No, I think that's good too, because um, my my next question is mostly about advice for young people, our young listeners. One, what is one piece of advice you would give someone who's starting the career now? How young? Just fresh um, from college, or some people drop off. <laughs> Now we we have a lot of people dropping off trying to be uh, entrepreneurs and they want to start their business. What advice can you share with them today? Oh, I have a couple things real quick. Um, YouTube. And again, I think, you know, I'm more watching interviews and listening to podcasts and learning from experts, people that are way smarter than me, way more successful. Find those mentors online. It's free. Watch their YouTube videos where they're teaching you stuff. Um, depending on what sector, you know, I know Grant Cardone is one I've been following for like eight years. I know there's like a love-hate relationship, you know, you either love them or don't love them. Yeah. But brilliant at real estate. I mean, and he's like with a whiteboard and he's really breaking it down because he's passionate about teaching the knowledge to young people. Right. And to make, he didn't have, but his dad died at 10, you know, so mm-hmm. he wants to be that uncle to everybody to, to share the success and teach everybody. I like his YouTube videos a lot. Um, so yeah, let YouTube be your teacher, right? Especially if you don't go, especially if you don't have the resources to go to college, um, yeah. everything's on there. The second thing I'll say is that, okay, I can't tell everybody to be 
don't be on social media at all. Like, I don't, I don't know if that's possible, right? Try not to be, but if you are, why don't you curate it to like inspirational people and people teaching you stuff Mm. and same with YouTube. So my algorithm is incredible. You know, I've cleaned it up. I click not interested, not interested because it's going to, you know, curate what you, what you're watching or you, or if it's something funny or weird or whatever, you can click, um, you know, click it out, exit out of your history, right? Because otherwise it's going to go pick up more of that stuff. Pick up more, yeah. So I curate it. It's super curated on YouTube. Um, same with your Instagram. You can do the same. So those would be my tips and tricks. So um, we, we're close to our break, but um, I have, I usually ask this question because I feel like it's very important. You are a serial entrepreneur, right? Built a lot of businesses. Did you ever have to take something from a business to implement in another business? Or do you just start from scratch for the next business? Uh, always, always multiple, you know, and it's kind of like the compounding effect. And that's a great book, for the compounding effect by Darren Hardy. It's one of my favorites. So yes. And that's why it gets easier. So I'm not clocking these 80, 90 hour weeks that I wasn't because yeah. I didn't know the industry and it was like craziness. You had to clock those hours. And prior to that, I was probably clocking 60, 70 normally. Right. But, but now I'm like, wow, this is so much easier. And I'm only working 30, maybe 40 hours a week on my, on my firm. Um, I'm so much more productive. I'm like, this is kind of weird. I kind of feel guilty. Like, why am I not working more than 30 hours this week? And it's because all that knowledge, knowledge. Yeah. Like insane amount. But I will tell you this, Eddie, there's so many times where it's like, if it's working, why did you stop doing it? Okay. Okay. So I didn't, that worked great in every other company, especially with marketing tools. And then I'm not doing, I'm like, why am I not doing it? It worked so well in the last company, but you just forget, right? I'm like, Oh, I should have like a checklist, you know, for each new venture of like, check it off this work, this work, implement this stuff. I don't know. Again, it's in my head. That's the problem. (laughs) No, definitely. Let's go to break. We have it called now is the time to hop into the hottest 45-minute group fitness class around. Give us a try absolutely free with our free three-day pass. Get a great workout and have fun at the same time. Whether an athlete or someone looking to shed a few pounds, hit core workouts, keep you motivated, and part of an awesome community all in under 45 minutes. See you at the gym. What comes before making a smart decision? Choices. A smart choice is the best option, which is who we are. That's why our clients expect more from us and in return, get more in everything we do. We understand the problem. That's why we thrive for excellence. We don't just create a winning culture. We aspire to be a smart choice, a voice for solutions. We believe in integrity, professionalism, and teamwork. Our passion is to bring results from our clients by working harder, smarter, and faster. As a team, we always deliver because we recognize your needs. Choosing smart influences us to be the best version of ourselves. That makes us different than other companies. It makes us confident in achieving our goals. It makes us who we are. And it makes us DFM, the smart choice. 
Yes, uh, we're back with our episode. We have more questions for Christine McDonald. And Christine McDonald, she's the principal and lead business intermediary of the Magnolia firm, a boutique MA brokerage for firm helping business owners achieve optional exit. So, Christine, let's talk about the, your baby. Let's talk about the business now. What can you tell us about it? Yes. Oh, you got the logo up and everything. Great. Yeah. So uh, a few. So again, I've built on Cleanology. I had to use a broker. I'm in my 20s. I didn't know how to sell a company. It was very hard to find a good one. Um, I ended up with a decent one, luckily. But then every transaction after that, I did my own transaction because there's no rule. I think people think they have to use a business advisor or a broker uh, to sell their business. That's not true at all. It's almost like for sale by owner on a house, right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just did that. Every single time I did all my own transactions, even the largest one, my mentor was like, get a broker. I got two um, valuations. You know, I said, hey, I'm going to list it for this much. And they literally were like, you'll never get that much. They like decreased it by like 40, half. I'm trying to remember. I think it was like half. Um, you'll be lucky if you get half or even be able to sell it at all. That's what they told me. And so, of course, I had to, um, I sold at full price within five weeks, all cash. And of course, I had to tell them that. <laughs> you have to yeah. tell them. Had you to have to. Them. No, definitely. So yeah. we have your website up now. Um, what can you tell our audience about the business? Yeah. So we just started about 16 months ago. Um, so now I'm like, well, let me help. You know, something I wanted to do down the road is start a boutique M&A firm. So let's help people sell their companies and get acquired. Um, and it's super exciting. It took off really fast. We were running a wait list up until re we have a slot open now um, because I brought on a business partner and I hit capacity at about five listings at a time. It gets a little yeah. crazy after that. And we've got a team, we've got a rock star team and yeah, it's, it's, Again, it's it's usually the largest transaction of somebody's life that we're dealing with, right? Yeah. Um, more than a home, even. So it's just it's it's nice to make it a more fun pro process. We're very tech heavy, automations, more of a new age like digital age, you know, brokerage firm, and we only deal with um, digital businesses, remote. Anywhere in the world, we have clients in other countries. Mm. Uh, so, so that's kind of our wheelhouse. Well, no, and I think that's great to hear because you know there's a lot of other businesses um, like that. But what makes you unique? Yeah, well, I love that you had Flippa on, so that was cool. Blake, yeah. Flippa, I saw that on your on a previous interview. Uh, yeah, and that's more of like a self serve automated platform, right? That's people yes. that want to sell their own. A lot of them are smaller companies. Um, again, I mean, what makes this unique? Hundred percent closing ratio. Incre I mean, if somebody goes to our website, you could click success stories. Uh, you can see every single testimonial from also the buyers. So a lot of times, a buyer comes to us unrepresented. And And so we hold their hand through the whole process. Like I'm, especially first time buyers, I'm super passionate about people getting entrepreneurship. So you'll see a combination of sellers and buyers uh, as testimonials. Some of them will do video testimonial for us, which is super sweet. So yeah, I mean, we over deliver. I mean, they got myself, my sellers can call me on a holiday. They could call me on a weekend. Like they've got my cell phone number. Like it's very white glove, high touch with us. Like we're getting over asking, we're 
getting higher multiples. We're selling companies quick. You know, both me and my business partner, each of us have like 20 years of business experience. Mm. So it's yeah, 40 years collectively. So we just, we know, we know how to market it. We know how to sell it. Um, and yeah, just going above and beyond. And every company I've owned, customer service is like number one. We got to wow. across the board. Yeah. Just keep everybody happy. I think in this day and age, customer service has gone like down the tubes. So it's easier to be good at it because your competition's not. So yeah, that's important. Nah, that's good to hear. That's great to hear. So um, w- one thing I will say is there is this aspect where people want to really get um, great evaluation for the business. Is there a process where you can sit down with a client and then break down exactly like let's say somebody came in they the price was in your case your they evaluate you low but you end up selling high is there anybody who came too high and then their value was not that high or did you help them out yeah we do i know there's other you know m a advisors and brokers out there that uh they'll they'll be like oh free valuation that's their legion but the valuation yeah. is very cookie cutter and it's like we dig so deep so we have like a kind of proprietary it, it, of course it's a multiple on your your adjusted EBITDA. okay yes. it's kind of a foundation okay but we're not going to just use that i gotta look at you know how long has a team been on board uh how long have you had the business your reviews what's your reputation i'm in there googling i'm in the you know i'm on the instagram page of the business and i'm looking at comments are people happy are they not so it's just this like very deep scaling system so we we can do back of the napkin like range for somebody pretty easily but if you go deep like that then we charge the valuation okay that's different and we're we're an expensive firm and we admit that um because again we just get you know amazing results for people but yeah i mean you ed you, you bring up a good point you've got the people that have like outrage, you know, and I had a couple of them calls, you know, this past week, you know, outrageous, you know, exits, which again, it's their baby. They built it, you know, and maybe they'll, they'll get that down the road. So I reverse engineer it. Um, And then people that have no idea of the valuation at all. Like they low, it's so low that I'm the one saying, uh, it's worth double. So let's go to market. We go high usually, um, cause you can always work down easier than up. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just some people don't, they've never sold a business, right? They don't know any friends that have sold a business uh, more often than not. So they have no idea where to start. And that's kind of where we hold their hand through the process. Now, great, great, great answers. So we, it's time for Hot Topic. Hot Topic is a segment where we're going to ask you a question related to your career, related to you personally and your business. Uh, let's go with um, Hot Topic. So my question for you, it is simple. How important is success for you? Move. 
I love hot topic. We're going to dig deep. I'm like, weren't we already digging deep <laughs> and all that? Um, oof, it's changed over time. Um, younger, it's like, I want to hit a million in revenue. That was like this magical number. You know, obviously after 20 years, I never changed. <laughs> People yep. say a billion, but, um, you know, and so I think it was this scorecard for me of like, or ego driven. Um, I think in the last 15 years, at least 10, 15, it was like success is happiness. That yeah. is, and freedom and freedom. Those are the two things like the freedom that I get to work from anywhere in the world. Like I'll be working from Dubai next month for six weeks. Cause I just want to live there for six weeks. You know, I go to Europe a lot. Like I have all the freedom in the world and I've, I've kind of built, you know, that's by design. Now I started this firm wanting to be a cloud brokerage that's all remote, not doing brick and mortar because I'd have to be, you know, on site more. Uh, so that's success to me is freedom and happiness. So I, I'm there. I got there. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So um, people will, because I topic it's all about this type of question. Do you think your company is making a great impact in your community or in your target audience? Without a doubt. Like I said, it's you read the testimonials. Some of it's life changing for people. They could buy a house, their first house now. Um, they can move to the next venture. Um, it's just, it's super rewarding. And I'll like bend over backwards. I put my seller's needs first without a doubt. Um, I can't leave money on the table for them. I wouldn't be able to sleep at night. Like my team knows that. Even though it'd make it easier, right? Yeah. To be like, oh, let's take that offer. Mm -mm. When I know, I'm like, nope, I know you could get more. Let's go get it. Like that you worked hard hard for your business. That's fulfilling my team. You know, my team, again, we have fun. Everybody's in a good mood. Yeah. I get to work with a cool team. I get to work with cool clients, buyers. We have this like no a-hole rule that everybody knows I have. Yep. If somebody is rude or mean or disrespectful, we're not going to do business with them. And my um, seller, I tell my sellers, if a buyer comes in and they're mean to us on the phone, like we're going to say no. And my sellers are on board. We just, oh, and that's the thing I'm most proud of is we find our sellers the most amazing buyers. Like mm. I, proud even over the money and we tell them that up front and you can ask every single one of them just really great buyers because that's important you're handing your baby off to a new person uh, definitely what type of leader are you Ooh, what are, are there some choices what type yeah, of no 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 just try to describe what type of leadership uh, you what's your leadership style I know people are listening for the leadership tips. Okay, I, I could tell you. So my cleaning company, I was an insane micromanager. I feel so bad for my first manager. <laughs> I was insane. I was like standing behind her at the computer and watching yeah. every keystroke. I was nuts. And I read in 2005, I read um, uh, Timothy Ferris's book, Four Hour Work Week, which everybody's heard about. Favorite, my all time favorite book. And so uh, it's, yeah. I, and then I went to, I read the book. It's like, oh, the stars, don't be micromanager, all hands off. And so, and, you know, here's countries you could travel to cheap in order. It was Thailand. I was yeah. 25. And I'm like, I've never left the country. And I went to Thailand with a girlfriend for two weeks. And my business did better without me. And that was like this light bulb moment. So it's the leader I am now. And you can ask my team all these years later is not a micromanager. Like you guys are adults. You make the best decision. You know, if, if it maybe wasn't the best, best decision, I'll say something, do it this way different next time. But that's rare. People want to be treated as adults, right? I don't yeah. they, they know I'm the opposite of micromanager. So I'm like, here you go. Uh, yeah, that's the type of leader I am. 
And a great answer, great answer. Really, really appreciate it. So let's let's go about recruiting. Everybody wants to have the best candidate, the best employees. What's your process? So my favorite saying in the world, I've said it on so many podcasts, is hire slow, fire fast. Do not mm. rush your hire. It is so expensive when you're training them and then you lose them or they just, it's so damaging to a company. If you rushed, you were so desperate, you know, work the extra hours. I've had it like we were shorthand in the cleaning company. Then I had to go back out and clean. I mean, that wasn't fun. You know, when I, I, I pulled myself out of cleaning and then, you know, shorthanded, I had to go clean house. Houses, but yeah. is what it is. I didn't want to rush hiring the wrong person. Referrals from your current team is incredible. Like even give them, you know, gift card or something cool. If they bring a new hire in, cause they're only going to bring in people that they know are going to be That's good. Yeah. So I would say those, those two tips. If you have to choose between Get so my, this question. If you don't like to, it, it's fine. We it's a recorded podcast. Anything you don't want me to put it, you can let me know, right? But this question is about this impact, impact versus getting which, which you prefer. Impact versus what's the other choice? Getting rich. Getting oh impact without a doubt. Money is just piece of paper. That's the, I mean, and that's been my ethos, right? It was at the spot, you know, the check I was able to cut to Virgin, Virgin Unite with Richard Branson was my team. And he was, mm. he did a little thing. I go, Richard, do a little thank you video for my team of 37 employees. Like I can't, I couldn't write that check without them. Right. It was yeah. there. So he did this cute little video. I sent it to the whole team, um, impact in the community, offering amazing services and helping, helping our clients, helping the customers. This is like all the way through my business career and all my companies, you know, luxury car rental business, like just like creating really cool companies that create impact in the community with your, with your employees, impact with charities impact. No money's piece. And I, like I said, I've had the fancy cars. I've had all that, you know, right now I'm, I'm way more simpler in my lifestyle and I'm just as happy. That's the thing. It's just like, you learn that you get all those things. Yeah. Happiness didn't go. I was already happy. And then I got those things. I was still happy. And, and I sold those things for my software company, got rid of them all and put the money in there. And I was still happy. It was fine. Yeah. Impact hundred percent. So, and thank you, Christine. Great answers. You're a great guest. Um, let me ask you this question. And you mentioned it a little bit when you said people, they have their babies, like their business, right? They grow, they know in and out. They did the hard work. You never had a client who backed back off. <laughs> At the other, like everything was ready to sign. And then the only thing they needed is to sign and they just back up and they didn't sell, um, sell the business. Um, no, knock on wood, not. No, no, no. If they're okay. falling out, it's like this right up, right? The LOI, which is a handshake agreement anyways. Yep. We've had a couple where it's almost like buyer's remorse. I don't know exactly. I think it is buyer's remorse. They chicken out. Okay. <laughs> We've had it under LOI and they'll do it within like a week or two, but it's okay because we had other off like standby offers that didn't matter. Yeah. You knock on wood. Yeah. I don't even, you know, we think about that sometimes where okay. it's, you know, yeah. Okay. That not it's not a trick question, but what I'm trying to say is, is there any business you had you kind of missed? 
Um, That's where I wanted to get at. <laughs> oh, that I miss. That I miss personally. Yeah. Owning. Um, there is. I mean, it's funny. Eco Chateau because in five years from scratch, thirty-seven amazing women. We had fun. Um, and that's when I sold five years ago. But it's like a. I say it must be like a relationship because I start missing it. You know, like oh, I miss this. I miss that. And then I'm friends with the manager still, and I go in there like once a month for services. And then they start talking about the drama. And then I'm like, because you, again, like a relationship, yeah. you, start, you start remembering the good and you forget the bad. Yeah. bad. And then it's like the lawsuits and all that stuff that I had. And I'm like, oh, oh, like that was a lot. It was a lot. So uh, that, but that, if I had to miss one, you know, I think it was that one. It was fun. So which of your all businesses is number one and why? I'm going to say the current one, of course. <laughs> and everybody's like, Christine, why didn't you start your firm earlier? And it's like, I go, because I needed those 19 years. of all And especially the SaaS software one, that was the nightmare, three years, hardest three years of my life. But without that, I can't help all these SaaS and software digital marketing agencies, you know, like exit or understand their raising capital situation. Right. And yeah. I know all that now. So I'm I'm like, you know, it worked out, you know, it's just the divine, you know, way of the thing, way it needed to work out. Um, but no, for sure, this, this is the part I was born to do. <laughs> I see under my belt. When, when did you realize that was it? Immediately. Really? I did, yeah, I did a couple of transactions for friends of mine as a consultant in 2021. Yeah. And that's why I launched. They were like, it was just so much fun. They kept telling me how great I was at it launched the firm. Everybody's like, Oh my, even strangers. Oh my God. You're so great at this. Even the buyers calling in, which is sweet. Like, wow, you run a great process. You're so different from these other, you know, brokerage firms. And that's what yeah. we did. Magnolia firm is completely different. Um, we just wanted to change the game. Like this is a dated industry without a doubt. People know that. I don't know. Why. I don't call myself a business broker. I'm m &A advisor. I'm a business intermediary. I don't want to even be in that category at yeah. all. But, um, did you, the reason I, I'm trying to, let's say somebody is on their first year, like it took you 19 years, right? They're on their first year now. What, because when did you realize that's the time? Okay, I'm ready for it. I know you say you try out a few, if you, you help your friends in the consulting aspect of it. But when did you say, okay, let me, let me put the, my finger on it. Let me just have all my focus on it. What was the process? Because I don't know your style. Some people might evaluate. What was your process? The process you're saying from when I kind of helped some friends and then I launched the firm officially. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I did their transactions. It was incredible pay. It wasn't the insane hours anymore. It was way more strategy. Um, it's a ton of strategy negotiation is what it, what it is, which I love both. I love both very much. So yeah, it just was like, you know, I did some research and you just need your your real estate license in California to, to yeah. brokerage. And I already had it. I had it for 20, you know, I saved it from when I uh, had wow. 
Well, I just kept it active. I never used it, but luckily I did that. And yeah, I just was like, I researched the industry. I love disrupting industries. So every single business almost was super disruptive. Like the cleaning company, we just took it to the next level on innovation across the board. Um, we Same with my spa. There was nothing like it in 2012. Mm. Um, I love innovating. So if I go into industry and I see how dated and broken it is, I'm going to, I'm just like, you're going to fix it. Oh, I'm having a field day. It's like, here we go. So we don't even have, I can't even model any of our competitors um, at all because there's just, you can't, you got to innovate and kind of start, you know, blinders on just running our own trail. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's how I'm doing it for those, you know, those in your first year, I mean, it's going to be a struggle. It's going to be long hours. Please like don't think anything different. It just is going to be. And again, it's that passion that's going to drive you. Um, and that purpose, like you're gonna, you know, don't do a business that you're not excited about just for the money. That's never going to work. Every successful person I know, they don't do it for the money, strictly for the money. It will never, it will be so difficult to get through those hard days. Yeah. Uh, and you're right. You're right. So last question for hot topic, you know, the technology part of it, where it's AI or all innovative is your firm. Oh yeah. <laughs> Our entire, we're running a contest. Actually this morning we t- I reminded them, I said, team, we're doing an AI contest. The most creative like way you can implement a piece of AI into the Magnolia firm gets a big prize. And then today I said, cause I'm the one geeking out the most on it, you know, in the evenings, yeah. I'm, I'm down rabbit holes. I'm in AI, you know, clubs with friends. And so uh, I'm on text threads where people are emailing, we're, you know, we threw it all in a spreadsheet cause you guys know there's just so much AI. Of- Mission, yeah. It's crazy. It's like information overload. Yeah. So, uh, and this morning I said, I'm not going to be in the contest, you know, and they're so cute. They were all like, no, you got to be in the contest. But I feel like I'm the one diving so deep, you know, I don't, I don't want to win it, but they said, um, you need to be in the contest with us. Um, yeah, we're, we're putting it in, whether it's it's going out for strategics. So it's a lot of work to pull lists on a strategic, say we have digital marketing agency, you know, a, that's going to be more than likely a larger agency, you know, acquiring them, buying up that company. How do we find all those, right? You can use Sales Navigator and LinkedIn, not that great. You can use these tools that we pay for. But I mean, I, I tested AI with one of our clients today and just it pulled some crazy lists. Um, everybody listening, it's the quality of the input you put in to your, to the bot, right? That's the quality of the answers you're getting. You can't be super vague. You got to drill in and that's, what's cool. You can ask it another question and another question, just drill. Right. Um, And I'm playing with the other tools, the visual tools too. They're not that great. (laughs) We played with them and we laughed, you know, where it kind of moves your mouth, you know, you put the person's name in and it's a video pre-recorded of you. And then it's going to switch out the variable of the person's name, but the mouth, we were just dying. Me and my business partner played around with it last Friday night. And I was just like, okay, this is, this is needs to come a little further because you could just tell when it said the person's name that, yeah, the mouth got all distorted, but we got a kick out of it. So is there somebody when they say Christine McDonald, they have to put their name to where uh, Cornerstone, somebody who, who has been in your corner and you rely on or who's a good friend? 
Yeah, Henry Evans. I like mentioning him. He's been my mentor for over a decade. He leads leads the marketing group mastermind I mentioned earlier. Yeah. And all our friends, you know, there's eight of us that have been in there for a decade and they've got kids that are growing. They've sold three of them, four of them sold their companies, you know, a year ago and they're still in the group, you know, with the new venture. Some of them are just like, <laughs> they're just like kind of chilling, but they still come in. No, Henry's been, he's an incredible human, a dear friend, like he's just helped me, an incredible marketer. He's great at marketing and sales. So, so many mm. of the, you know, Henryisms that come, come into my head, like certain times, I like that is such a Henry quote, or that's what he taught me. And to this day, you know, I, I implement it. So that was a great question. I'll, I'll have to send this podcast so you can listen to it. Uh, definitely. Is there a question you wish I asked you today? There's not, you covered a lot. And like I said, I love these very unique questions that I've never really told anybody. So. Oh, great. Great. Um, what the future hold for you, Christine? What, think, what are you visioning? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, my colleagues will laugh at this. So I said, I go, guys, 19 years of business, 20 companies total under my belt. I go, Magnolia Firms it. I'm just going to be small boutique. I'm just going to be, you know, do five, you know, however many deals a year on my own, keep it, keep it mellow, keep it 20 hours a week. You know, I got my right hand, Lauren, but I was like, oh, I don't, I don't want to build a big company again. And then what do you know, <laughs> last year I was like, oh, that is so ripe for disruption. I was like, the only way I'm going to do blow it up big is if I bring on a partner yeah. and I've had partners in the past and it's definitely, yeah. you, know, you navigate a lot more. It's, it, you know, it's different. It's different. Um, he's great. Khaled's a amazing. So brought him on in September and he he's, has the exact opposite, you know, skill set of me, major techie. He's automating so much in our company um, so that we can scale very quickly. We're going to have business intermediaries. I mean, we're targeting hopefully 60 intermediaries underneath our firm. You know, maybe that's going to be a few years out. Um, so anybody listening, if you want to get in the industry, let me know. Uh, if you got real estate background, business background, that, those two, that's killer, right? That's There's just not enough people doing this, right? They're all yes. realtors right now, They're, but the housing market's shifting. So, yeah. so we can recruit if you got business experience. Um, yeah. So we just want to be the number one and we already have people coming to us wanting to work for us. Right. Like, Hey, That's we good. Love yeah. That's so good. Just think big, go big. And yeah, here we go again. I'm on the road. <laughs> I'm going again, even though I swore I wouldn't, my friends are like, Oh yeah, you'll go big. <laughs> It's like you can't stop it. So is it three books we will recommend our audience? Three books or books? Yeah, I mentioned a couple already. Compound effects. It's just tiny, tiny, tiny things you're going to do every day that, that add up. They compound over time for your success. Four-hour work week, always. Any book by Grant Cardone. They're all audio. He's hilarious. Just kind of like winging it on the audiobook, I could tell. Uh, his newest one is 10X Mentor. I personally think that's his best one. So okay. those would be my suggestions. If we, if we don't, if you're not doing business, uh, what, what your what are you doing what's your hobbies things you do on your free time 
Yeah. And then one last point on the book thing, you know, Phil, you guys can find me on LinkedIn very easily. You know, that's how me and Eddie were con- connected. Uh, and, you know, it hit me up on like, what is your pain point? Again, I have so many books, you know, I always ask the person, well, what are you working on right now? Like what's your pain point? Yeah. Um, are you heavy into marketing? I'm gonna give you a marketing book idea, you know, sales, boom, boom, boom. So, um, so yeah, feel free to reach out. Um, what do I do in my spare time? I travel. I love, mm. love, love, love traveling around the world. That's like my number one right now. Really? Um, oh, Be- best country you ever visited? Best country is, yeah. is the UAE. So it's Dubai. It's Dubai. So I just went from here. Oh, no. I have my friend who they just went uh, to Dubai, but um, um, I have a few people saying Norway is on the list too, but uh, I know Dubai might be leading now. A lot of people love Dubai. Yeah, I lived in Amsterdam in 2019 um, okay. for five months and loved that city. Loved it. I was going to stay, and so, but it, it's not going anywhere. And then uh, Chiang, Man, uh, Chiang Mai, Thailand is my other okay. place. Yeah, so, so yeah, there's, I think I've hit, I counted recently, finally. I think I've hit 26, 27 countries, so not like a ton. But again, I was, I never traveled. I mean, there was a lot of years of zero travel. Um, okay. So I'm making up for it. Now. All right. So if you if you would like to travel to the Caribbean, Ooh. Haiti Haiti should be your your stop. I know we don't have, we don't have a lot of great marketing, but when you get there, Labadi Haiti, you should try it. Oh, good. No, I've been to the Caribbean, but not Haiti yet. So uh, I'll put it on my list. All right. So anything else, Christine? That was great having you today. Last word for you. That's it. No, thank you. I hope that your listeners um, got something out of it. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm big on mentoring and especially, you know, people, teenagers, people who are coming out of college. Like entrepreneurship is such an amazing option, right? If you put the work in. All right. So this is Eddie Dacius with Divine Perfect Podcast. We had Christine McDonald today and she did a great job. Christine, thank you for being here. You're welcome. Thanks, Eddie. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. All right, guys. See you guys soon for the next episode with a Divine Prepared Podcast.